I want to release some faith. I want to build some faith in the house. And um, as I said last week, we, we, we were away in Nottingham preaching. And we were actually preaching at one of the first churches that we, um, we had invested into uh, in, in our ministry. And um, as, I, as I preached at the end, I, I felt God just, just stir something in me to pray for somebody who had a bad back. And on Tuesday, I got a phone call off the pastor of that church, and he said to me, he said, you prayed for a lady, you prayed for a lady who had a bad back, and uh, since that morning, she has, she has been pain-free. Come on. <laughs> God deserves some glory. And this is, the, this is the words, she's very early on in, in her relationship with God. And uh, this, this, is, this is her journey. Uh, she, she, she said these words. She said, I know that Jesus has healed people because I read it in my Bible, but I never thought Jesus would heal me. I want to tell you, if you are praying for healing today, Jesus hears your voice. He hears your prayers. And I, I know a God who heals today. He, just did it. he didn't heal just in the Bible, he heals today. And I truly believe that we serve a God that breaks the chains. I don't know if you noticed, I can't sing um, um, God of Revival with, without singing it with all of my heart because I believe over this city, God is going to stir something up afresh and break a revival in this city afresh. Amen? He's going to break chains in this city. And we as church, we need to stop praying for that. We need to, be, we need to be, have faith to step out of the boat. And that is my message uh, this morning. My message is about us having faith to step out of our comfort zone, to have faith to step in and say yes to Jesus afresh. Because sometimes we can be held back by, by different things. And, uh, and we're just going to look at the story of... Um, of, of Jesus walking on water and Peter walking on water. And this, this, these verses actually come straight after feeding the 5,000, which Anita mentioned this morning. And, um, you know, what has God got in your hands this morning? Come on, that's a word for somebody this morning. What has God placed in your hands? Because we need to use what God has given us. So it says, we're going to read from Matthew 14, and it says in verse 22 these words. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he, was dis while, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself and prayed. Later that night he was, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. Buffed up by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat 
and walked on water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Why don't you just turn to the person next to you and say, Are you comfortable this morning? Okay, now I want you to ask them this question. Are you ready to get uncomfortable this morning? You see, wh- wh- why I'm asking you that question? Why do I want you to become uncomfortable? You see, often in our walks with Jesus, we can become comfortable. But God created you and I to, to live a life full of purpose, without restriction, and for his glory not to be comfortable all the time. You see, Jesus, does, Jesus wants us to live a great life, but he, also does, he doesn't want us to stay in a place of comfort where we don't fulfill the purpose and call of God over our lives. Think about it. Think about your most comfiest moment. Maybe for you, it's getting into your PJs at night, getting your slippers on and getting all nice and cozy. I know my girls love to do that. But, but, the, but wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be great sometimes we say we want a pajama day? Anybody had a pajama day? Okay, sometimes it's nice to have a pajama day, isn't it? And, but some people don't like to have pajama days. But a onesie day. I don't want to know if you ain't a onesie. Okay. <laughs> great. Brilliant. But here's the thing. When we're comfortable, we don't always want to move from that place. And sometimes we need to be stirred up afresh. And this is what my message is this morning to us. My message to us this morning comes to stir something up in our spirits. For us to step out from a place of comfortableness into a place of faith. And believing that God is going to do something. My first point to us this morning is don't allow fear to keep, keep us in the boat. You see, for many of us, what starts off as fear can often lead to a place of comfort and settlement because fear restricts us from moving forward. So we, what we do is when we're afraid to, when we're afraid to do something, we, we step back and we stay in the place of comfort because it's it's more comfortable for us to stay in that place. What I mean is, in our relationship with Jesus, when the storms of life hit and fear enters, fear often leads us to take in those comfortable choices in life. And we can become settled. It says in verse 26, when the disciples saw Jesus walk in on the water, they were terrified. They were terrified. And, and to be honest, let's be, let's be honest, like if we saw somebody walking on the Plymouth Sound and, and out near the hoe on the water, we would, we would get a little bit freaked out, wouldn't we? But the, min- the minute we hear that it's Jesus' voice, 
that's when peace should come into our hearts. You see, sometimes Jesus says things that are, and speaks into our lives, and he asks us to do things that will stretch us. And he, it will take us out of a place of comfort. You know, Pastor Andy has been speaking about dreaming big over the last few weeks. And uh, you, can't, you can't dream big if you're in a comfortable place. Because you have to step out in faith. You have to be, we have to be a people who step out in faith. You see, the disciples were terrified, but there was a journey that brought them to this place. What caused the disciples to reach this level of fear, I wonder? Maybe a loss of security. We read in verse 24, the disciples were troubled from far away from the land. A loss of stability, the strong wind that was surrounding them. A loss of visibility because it was around three o'clock in the morning. I don't know. But many contemned Peter for his lack of faith. But we often forget that the other 11 disciples stayed in the boat. Just think about that for a second. Not one of them asked to join Peter on the water. Not, not one of them asked Jesus to join, um, join Peter on the water. You see, the boat was their place of comfort. I remember as a young teenager going to uh, an, uh, a theme park in the East Midlands called the American Adventure. And uh, you can most probably guess what it was like. It was, it, it was based around the Wild West. And uh, I remember going with a group of friends. And one of the first rides that they, they wanted us to go on was this bungee swing. I don't know if you've ever seen a bungee swing. But I'll, I'll describe it for you. Basically, you get harnessed up in, in all, all of your safety gear. And then you get hooked onto the cable and then slowly they start to pull you up to the highest point so me and my friends we decided to do this there was me and two other girls beside me and uh, what I didn't realize until I got strapped up and and the person said to me it says oh by the way the person in the middle has to pull the cord at the top <laughs> I'm terrified of heights. I need you to know that. <laughs> I do not do good with heights. But here's the thing. We got pulled up. And there was a moment where I had to wait and pluck up the courage because I knew the only way down was by pulling that cord the good news is I pulled the cord <laughs> and we came back and I'm here and I'm still alive. But that's an extreme example because sometimes you have to be bold enough to pull the cord. You know the sensation of that bungee run was, it was like your heart went into your mouth straight away. 
And sometimes when Jesus asks us to do something, there can be a fear where our heart goes into our mouth. God, am I good enough? Am I, I, am I, am I truly the one that you want to do this? Well, the answer is yes. Because God doesn't ask if he doesn't want you to do. Let me say that again. God does not ask if he doesn't want you to do. What I learned that day was this. Sometimes we have to face our fears. Sometimes we have to embrace the adventure. My wife has taught me that many, many times. <laughs> and I'll share more stories, I'm sure. And I'm so glad I'm married to a woman who embraces the adventure. God has truly blessed me. Husbands, remember to celebrate your wives. Can I encourage you? Remember to celebrate your wives. Wives, celebrate your husbands as well. It's not vice versa. Sorry. Side note, pastor speaking. The other thing is, is that I learned that we, ha we, ha we have to step out of the boat in our, our walk with God. I want to tell you that I, I'm standing here because there are many times where I've had to step out the boat and I've had to say yes to Jesus. And when we step out the boat and we have those steps of faith, it's not just a one-off, but there's going to be continual times where you have to keep stepping out the boat. And I know that many of us, we reach an age and we think, okay, God, you know, it's, it's good for the younger people to do that. But I want to speak to every person in this room that God has called you and anointed you for such a time as this. God needs you in this city. Okay? We are building church here. Age is, no, is, is just a number. If the call of God is over your life, which it is, because he's called you to this place, I want you to know that, we are go that, that, that he needs you to build his church. He needs you to share your testimony. He needs, to sh he needs you to share what God has done in your life. Because I can tell you that your testimony will change somebody's life. The power of your testimony will change somebody's life today. You see, what fear does is it leaves us in a place where we, we don't feel secure. It leaves us in a place where we don't have stability. And it also leaves us in a place where we don't have direction. However, this is what my Bible tells me. That when I live my life for Jesus, we are secure. Come on. When I read my Bible, I know that the foundations cannot be shaken because I, my feet stand on a solid rock. I know when I read my Bible, I have purpose for the living God. And I love those words, what Jesus says as the disciples get fearful. He says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Somebody needs to hear that word this morning. Take courage. It's Jesus speaking into your life this morning. Come on. Don't be afraid. He is the great I am. Jehovah Jireh. Come on, it's time to step out of the boat. My second point to us this morning is stepping out of the boat requires us to respond to God's voice. 
see, Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus says, come. And at that call, without any hesitation, we don't see anything else other than that Peter walks on the water. See, as soon as Jesus called his name and said, come to me, Peter stepped out of the boat and he walked on the water and came to Jesus. <laughs> I remember for Becky and I, we find ourselves hitting very different seasons in our home life. And one of the things is we're parents of teenagers. <laughs> and we love that. We love the season that we're in. But the other thing is that those of you who are parents to teenagers know that sometimes they have selective hearing. Maybe some of you adults may think that your friends have selective hearing as well, <laughs> but we won't go there this morning. What I love sometimes is we'll shout our children's names and there's no response. Or we'll say, come on, can you clean your room? And they'll think of something else to do or they'll stay very quiet. You see, sometimes our walk with Jesus can be like this. In the sense that he calls us and we give him no response. Wow, just think about that for a second. You see, Jesus can sometimes call us, and as his people, we cannot respond to him. You see, if we're truly going to, to live a life to the purpose and fulfill the kingdom of God, what he's called us to do, we need to respond to his call. Amen? Our response needs to be action. I want to tell you this morning that God has called you to action today. I loved, I absolutely loved that when, when, when a crisis happens in our city, the people in this church responded to action. Yes? But there's so much more. God doesn't want us to just be firefighters. He wants us to be people who bring healing and restoration into, into the city of Plymouth. Don't hear me wrong, church. It's Jesus that does this. But Jesus lives in you. Come on. If you are a Christian today, Jesus Christ lives in you. And the testimonies of our young people uh, this morning of how, how they have realized that to share, to share the testimony of what God has done in their lives has power, has to last with us right until we go to heaven. See, sometimes what happens is we stop sharing the good news. We stop sharing what God has done in our lives. And God has called us to be a people who share the good news day after day. I want to tell you, church, God is calling us to action. Are you going to respond? My third point is stepping out of the boat leads us to uncharted waters. 
You see, Peter had never walked on the water before. But then he hears that voice. Take courage. It is I. And then the call of Jesus says, come. You see, Peter had never walked on water before. And following Jesus can often take us to places where we've never been before. For some of you, that excites you. Like Becky. (laughs) For others, maybe like me, you think through the process of how that happens and you overthink things. Or maybe for others, the sheer thought of going to somewhere or doing something unknown scares you completely. Do you know what I loved about our young people? We drove them there on the Friday night and we got there a little bit later and the event had already started because we, we live in Plymouth and we live in one of the furthest places in the UK. And it took us four hours to get there. But what was amazing was as soon as our young people got out of the car, out of the van, they were like a pack of wolves. They just joined together. They got into the minibus as individuals, but they got out of the minibus like a pack of wolves. I was overwhelmed by that because they had each other's back, and I loved that. But here's the thing. They were stepping into the unknown, and you heard some of their testimonies this morning. They were stepping into the unknown. When we walked in there, Jess has just recently turned 18. Because of child protection, it meant that, that she, had to, she had to sleep in a, a room separate to the rest of the girls. Henock was the only boy that attended. And he went into an environment where, where he knew nobody. It was uncharted waters. But what God did was when they placed themselves in a place where they could be stretched and built up and challenged by the word of God and by other leaders in their lives, God stretched them and built them. And the testimonies of what we've heard of the goodness of God this morning comes because they stepped out the boat. Come on, if these, if these kids can do it, we as adults have to do it as well. We have to go to unknown places. You know, I've prophesied over Alex's life many, many times that you will go to places that nobody else has been to, Alex. And that you'll see the hand of God use your life in a mighty, mighty way. And you will see things that you've only dreamt of. But you will see the chains of darkness fall because God is using you to bring light into those darkest corners. See, yes, Peter never walked on water before, but he was doing it with Jesus. You know, you may be going into an uncharted place, but Jesus is with you. Jesus is walking with you. 
when we, when we hear those whispers of God say, go and pray for that person. Jesus doesn't leave you. He walks with you. And he stands with you as you pray for that person. Last Sunday, I, c- I, could, I could have not prayed after hearing that word from God and that whisper from God to say uh, to pray for somebody with a bad back. But I choose to listen to what God said and pray. How many times have we heard the whisper of God and not acted on it? Come on. I've been there. I'm not perfect. I don't stand here all polished and perfect. I want you to know that. When I preach these words, they're challenges to me. They're challenges over my life as well. But I also know that God has called us to hear his voice and to act on his voice. Are you willing to take courage and trust Jesus afresh today? My my last point to us is this. That stepping out of the boat requires us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. But when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. It wasn't that Peter's surroundings changed. He was already out of the boat. It was that he lost sight of Jesus. He took his eyes off Jesus. Remember, the scripture tells us that it was already windy. And as Peter walks on the water, Jesus calls him and he, he, he focuses Jesus for that slight moment. He remembered his surroundings. Hey, don't think about all the surroundings that tell you to stop doing something. or we, Otherwise, we'll never do it. It wasn't that Peter lost faith in himself, but it was that his faith in Jesus was strong enough to get him out of the boat and to walk on water. But it wasn't strong enough to stand up to the storm. I wonder how many of us have backed down when the storm has come. Let me encourage you today. We serve a mighty, mighty God. We serve a God who loves us unconditionally. And you know when the storm comes, he knows our hearts. He knows that we may have fear. But the message that I'm bringing this morning is to challenge us to not back down from the storm and from the battles and to push through And to see the victory of God because he has the victory. He's already won it. He's already done it for us. Come on. If you're believing for something this morning, we've got to believe that God has already done and prepared a way for us this morning. Amen. And whatever our situation, whatever thing we're praying for this morning, we've got to believe for more. We've got to believe that our God can do immeasurably more than we can think or imagine. We've got, to, we've got to remember that our eyes has to, has to be fixed on Jesus 
that when we run the race, we run it with perseverance. We run it seeing Jesus as our forerunner. I want to tell you that Jesus will never ask you to do something that he would never have done himself. This morning we sung about a man who hung on a cross. And his name was Jesus. This morning we worship a God who endured the worst possible pain and torture that could ever be imposed on anyone's life. But here's the thing, he was an innocent man. But he chose. Hear those words. He chose to hang on that cross for you. This morning we worship a God who will give it all for you. He's the shepherd that will go out in the rain and the storm to find that lost sheep. He's the one who will hold our hands and our head high. He's the one who will go before us and make a way where there is no way. But this morning we worship a God who has brought us salvation. And that salvation is not to be wasted. That salvation is so that you can have life. Life and relationship with a living God. Purpose and fulfillment with a living God. God has not created us to be robots in this world. He's not created us to follow orders, but he's created us to live in relationship with him and to worship him out of love. He's created us to share the wonders of what he has done in our lives. And I wonder this morning whether we can just all think for a second with every eye closed in this room what the Lord has done in our lives. Come on, he deserves praise this morning. I encourage you to thank God for his goodness. Here's the exciting thing, though. God wants to do more. He wants to do more in your life. Come on, it's time to step out of the boat. It's time to be a Peter. It's time to have the bravery. And hear the voice of God afresh.
Come on, God wants to speak into your life this morning. He wants to speak afresh into your life this morning. For someone this morning, God's word over your life is don't shrink back. Don't shrink back. What does that mean? Well, imagine if you put some clothes in the washing machine and they were perfect when you put them in there. But when you got them out, they were small. God doesn't want you to shrink yourself. He wants you to grow in him. Somebody this morning needs to know that it's time to be bold. To be bold and hold on to what God has spoken over your life. You've heard the voice of God spoken over your life. He's spoken dreams and visions, but it's time to hold on to it because you've let go of it. Don't let go of it. Pick it up. Hold on to it tight. Don't let it go anywhere because God is going to do it. And if he's done it before, he's going to do it again. Jesus. Jesus. There is a shout of praise to come out of somebody's heart this morning. You may be embarrassed to do it in this place, but I want to tell you there's going to be a time when you shout out the praises of God in a new and fresh way. There's a new song to pour out. A new song. Come on, Nadine. There's a new song. There's a voice over it. There's a, there's a call over your life. There's a new song to pour out. Jesus. Don't just let it bubble for a short time, Nadine. It's time for it to pour out and keep pouring out and keep pouring out because people are going to respond to the new song. Jesus. lady on the second row to the back in the yellow the yellow top just feel that God is saying over your life this morning do not be afraid do not be afraid 
there are things that are coming against you that you feel ought to, to attack you and to shrink you and to pull you back. But God says to you, take courage. Take courage because I am with you. Do not be afraid. Thank you for your word, Lord God. Jesus, see the I wrote this this word down as I was preparing the the scriptures for you this morning. And it says this there are people here today who have allowed fear to take control of their lives. And I just believe God is wanting to set you free from that control. You've stepped out the boat and you feel the things around you are pulling you down. But today Jesus is here to stretch his hand out to you and pull you back in. I wonder if that's you this morning. Could I pray for you? Could I ask you to just do something really bold and just stand where you are? If you feel that fear has taken control, the word over your life is is that God is in control and he's reaching out his hand to you. Thank you, God. nowhere that you are not father and I pray Lord that you would just help us to keep stepping out and reaching out and to be all that you have called us to be that we wouldn't be held back by by past things by lies by past experiences that you'd help us to to push in and to not be satisfied until we've got what we need from you, Father. In your precious name, Jesus. Just feel the hand of Jesus reaching out to you right now. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Lord, we thank you for your goodness this morning. We thank you that you have continued to speak to us throughout the service. And this morning we give you glory and praise for what you have done, what you have spoken. And I just pray, Lord God, that any word spoken that is not of you will fall to the ground. And I pray that everything of you will arise and set a fire in people's hearts and minds, Lord God, and that we will see an army of God arise out of this place, that we'll see an army of God pour out into this city, that we'll see an army of God sharing testimony after set testimony, and from the youngest to the oldest, Lord God, there will not be any restrictions, because you have called us by name, you have called us in our mother's womb, and Lord God, we thank you that you are never done with us, that you have purpose and call over our lives all the time until the day that we don't take any more breath. So Lord, today we say we will follow you all the days of our life. And Lord Jesus, today we say come and do what only you can do in this city. We pray, Lord God, for freedom, for breakthrough, for the walls to come tumbling down. We pray for, for, for darkness to flee in the name of Jesus and the light of the world to shine bright from this city. And we pray, Lord God, that something of the presence and power of God will pour out over our nation from this great city of Plymouth. Because, Lord God, you have done something deep in the wells. You have poured something deep in the wells of this city. There have been forefathers that have been before us, Lord God, but today, we unearth the wells. We unearth the wells and we say, Lord, we, we drink from the waters, the living waters, and we pour out your water, your living water over this city. May many come and drink from the wells today, Lord God, in your mighty name. Amen. God bless you. It's been wonderful to see you this morning. Please stay for coffee. And uh, please make sure you're at the team's night on Tuesday. If you serve on our worship team or any other team in the life of the church, you must be there. And if you are interested in serving, because we need lots of people to build this church and to help build this church and serve in this house, I invite you to come and join us on Tuesday. God bless you.
Yeah.